Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Off the Books Podcast. I'm Taylor. Brandon is here as always. What's going on? <laughs> All right. It's been a while since we've been back, uh, but I think a lot of good things are going to happen this year. Um, we have a actual schedule that we're going to try to keep to. Um, so that will be great. So more content for, for all of you guys and, and at a more steadier pace. Uh, so we'll be, you'll be hearing a lot more of us coming up. Anyways, are you ready? Yeah. 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 All right. So you don't know what we're talking about today. No, so I don't know what we're talking about today. I know we're talking about a book. I know it's that called. That is true. I know it's called Caravelle, uh, which I know is a a, a type of boat as as far as i think i don't know here's the thing i don't know if it's pronounced caravel or caravel uh, caramel caramel debate as well <laughs> yeah yeah because uh. i always say caravel carousel yes duracell batteries perfect does it have something to do with magic actually kind of lightning no. darkness hmm We'll get into it. Okay. All right. Teach so, me. Teach I, me your I'm ways. I'm going to teach you everything about this book. So if you haven't heard of Caravel, like Brandon has not, it is a three-book series by the wonderful Stephanie Garber. She has a spinoff series of this um, for one of the other characters uh, named Dante, uh, which is called Once Upon a Broken Heart. And that one also has... Uh, three books in that series so if you've already have read all of these three books the Carvel um, legendary and finale then go over and read her once upon a broken heart because it's it all links together it's, it's all meshed into one so anyways but quickly getting into the synopsis uh, Scarlet Dragna has never left the tiny island where her and her sister Donatella or Tella live with their powerful and cruel father. Now, Scarlet's father has, a, has arranged a marriage for her, and Scarlet thinks her dreams of seeing Caravel, the faraway, once-a-year performance where the audience participates in a show, are over. But this year, Scarlet's long dreamt of, in, of invitation... In, invitation? What the fuck was that? Incantation. In, no. Come on, T. Invitation. <laughs> invitation. <laughs> Did it again. Oh, my Lord. Uh, it's going to be that kind of day. Really? <laughs> yeah. So the invite finally arrives <laughs> with the help of a mysteri mysterious sailor. Tella, <laughs> she's laughing at me. Tella whisks Scarlet away to the show. Only as soon as they arrive, Tella is kidnapped by Carvel's mastermind organizer, Legend. It turns out that the season's um, that this season's Caravel revolves around Tella, and whoever finds her is uh, first is the winner. Scarlet has been told that everything that happens during Caravel is only an elaborate performance. Nevertheless, she becomes enmeshed in a game of love, heartbreak, and magic. And whether Caravel is real or not, Scarlet must find Tella before the five nights of the game are over or a dangerous domino effect of consequences will be set off and her beloved sister will disappear forever. Welcome, welcome to Caravel. Beware, beware of getting swept too far away. 
So this book opens with multiple letters back, um, not even back and forth, but all from Scarlet to the master legend, the owner and creator of Caravel, a traveling game that never visits the same place twice. Scarlet's letters start when she's very young, asking for legend come and visit their town again because her sister and her are huge fans and would love to see the games. Years go by and every letter is remained unanswered until one year where the book takes off, she gets a letter back with a personal invitation. That's going to be the word today that kills me. That and what was the other one you did earlier? Mystery? Mystery, yeah. Uh, from Master Legend to join him at his games this year with her fiance and her sister. So Scarlet is more than ecstatic to get not only a response, but to get tickets to see the show and, and to yeah. participate. So he invited them as his distinguished guests. And she is going crazy looking around for her sister and she finds her in the barrel room in their little kingdom ish because her, her their father is the governor so they find she finds her in the barrel room and here's um a type of moaning coming from behind some barrels so she <laughs> oh my god okay and it's funny because this is young adult this doesn't actually have like actually have anything yeah. in it so anyways but she hears some moaning and catches her sister Tella with a quite attractive sailor named Julian she shares a letter and the three tickets with Tella and notices that both tickets out of three has both Scarlett's name and Tella's name on it and Julian offers to take them both there to the island where the game is being held and back so that Scarlet can get married to the count that she's destined to be married to in the next few weeks. He does offer, though, that he wants for this offer, he wants the third ticket because it doesn't have a name on it because Legend didn't know her fiance's name. So he just had an admit one, which never happens. It's always with an, an invite with your name. So he said, I'll let I'll take you there and back if I have that, you know, have that third ticket. So Scarlett and Tella go back of uh, back and forth a few times for a few minutes um, saying that she doesn't want to go. I mean, this is a great opportunity. She would love to go, but their father would never allow it. And she's like, you know, he's going to abuse us he's gonna hurt us for even thinking about going to this game that he has warned us about to never go to or never even you know think of you know and now we have invites and he's gonna kill us so her sister Tella is very rebellious I would say yeah and she sees where Scarlet's getting you know, she understands that she doesn't want to get in trouble. She doesn't want to get hurt. But this is their only way out. And after the game, they can go wherever the hell they want. They don't have to come back home. So they go back and forth for a few minutes. And the this <laughs> Julian, the sailor, is just like there, you know, just listening to them bicker back and forth. 
but they hear heavy footsteps uh, coming down the stairs and the governor Dragna comes heavy footed uh, into the barrel room. Their father is less than happy to see both of them in the barrel room with this random sailor. And he asks the sailor Julian, which of his daughters was he toying with? Better yet, he asks them, uh, he asks them, uh, which daughter was he tasting? Which is very interesting. Oh, God. It's a very interesting way of saying, which one were you sleeping with? So. You know, it's a really weird way to say that. It is. It makes me uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable too because <laughs> he even asked, uh, "Were you trying my rums down here?" And he goes, uh, "And he was like, don't lie to me, boy. I can smell it on your breath.'" And he goes, "Yeah, I guess I did. It was very good. I'm so sorry." And he goes, mm, "Maybe that's not rum on your breath." Which of my daughters were you tasting? That's how he said it. And I cringed. Exactly. That, that is exactly what I did. It, yeah. was, it was more of a what the fuck. Like a no thank you. Yeah. Especially for like either way. Whoever said it is a creep for saying it. Yeah. But to come from a father. Even more so. Even worse. Even more so. Even worse. So... Her, so the father, the governor, he asks which one and Tella instantly puts the blame on Scarlet lying and saying how she came downstairs and found them together. And this arguing goes back and forth for a little bit and they're both pinning it on each other for as close as they do seem as sisters, you would think they wouldn't be trying to argue with their father about who did what. Yeah. Uh, but come to find out if he believes one sister did the crime or the act or whatever he thinks they did, he will hurt the other sister as punishment because they love each other so much and they don't want to see the other sister in pain and in suffering. So that's his punishment of... If this was Tella's doing and she actually slept with the sailor, mm-hmm. he would hurt Scarlet or vice versa. So he believes Tella and, or actually, no, sorry. Yeah, he believes Tella and hits Tella across the face for, for, for basically. You know, I think he thinks she was lying and it was kind of like a a two for one. Like he knew Tella was lying, but then he was like, you know what? I'm going to go with their little lie and say that Scarlet slept with the sailor. So I'll hit 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 Tella to hurt Scarlet. So it was very interesting. It's like this whole thing. That's so fucked. It is. And so Scarlett was even mentioning after this and after their father left that she should have just let Scarlett, you know, let Tella take the blame for it because she has a wedding coming up and her father wouldn't have beaten her as badly, at least in the face, because she needs to look good for this wedding. Mm -hmm. So she was like, you should have just listened to me and let, you know, let me blame you, basically. Um. 
so they kind of all disperse. Julian goes away and he says, look, the offer still stands. And right now I really want you to take the offer. Uh, now my offer doesn't come with any strings. You don't have to give me the third ticket if you don't want to. I just want you guys to get out of here. Yeah. So he was like, look, I will be meet- leaving at dawn. So as long as you're there before then at the at my ship, I'll take you where you need to go. If you're not, I'm I'm leaving. So Scarlett writes a letter to Tella telling her to meet at the Del um, Oyos beach right after midnight. She doesn't sign with her name, but with a heart hoping Tella will meet her. When she gets mm. to the beach later that night, she runs into Julian, who said that she was not the sister he was anticipating on meeting. Scarlet, uh, Scarlet bribes him with all three tickets to Caravel if he leaves now without her and Tella. And Tella ends up being right behind her, a few, but honestly, a few steps ahead of her, uh, because she had already met with Julian and came up with this plan to have a potion on a cloth to knock out Scarlet and get her on the ship to leave her island and go to Caraval. So she awakes uh, on the ship and now it's bright out and she really only thinks that, you know, a few hours have passed. So hold up. Yeah. <laughs> hold up. All right. I want you to finish what you were just about to say before I say what I want to say. Like okay. continue what you were saying. All right. Just real quick. So she wakes up when it's late, like when it's light out. So she only thinks a few hours in the night have passed today. Turns out it's like a day and a half. So they drugged this bitch to get her on the fucking ship. Correct. (sighs) Yeah. Jesus Christ. Because she, well, Scarlett told. I mean, I get like why. Yeah. But it's like. (sighs) I agree. Okay. This whole family is kind of fucked up. Continue. I'm just here for the ride. (laughs) Tell me a story. Paint me a picture. (laughs) So. There hasn't been a happy little tree or shit yet. No. But there's been some fucked up family issues. <laughs> well. It's like, hey, what's that hide behind that bush? Oh, it's trauma. <laughs> it's trauma. A lot of it. Oh, um, my God. Well, before Julian drugged her, Scarlet, like, he kind of gets mad Wait, at Scarlet. Julian's the one that drugged her. Oh, yeah. Not, not Tella. But it was her idea. It was Tella's idea to no, drug her sister. See, I thought Tella came up behind her and drugged her. Scarlet no, she saw distract it. her. She was the distraction. Scarlet saw it coming and still didn't know? No. No, she didn't. And that's the thing that kills me about this bitch. Uh, she doesn't see the context clues, people. Um, maybe don't trust a random stranger who's hanging out with your sister all of a sudden. Um... Well, I mean... You were that random stranger. Hey. Hey. <laughs> but... Look <laughs> uh, where we are now. Yeah. Um, so, it, it was very interesting because Scarlett and Julian, before she was drugged, he was basically going back and forth with her saying, you know, she just wants to get out of here, dude. Like... I am that free ride for her. Like, why would you not want her to get that free pass and and 
ride into the sunset and do whatever in her life that she wants to do. Yeah. And she said that she has a plan and that she would, once she marries what they call the Count, she doesn't know his name. She just knows him as the Count. She says, once I marry the Count, he he will take me away and I'm going to take Tella with me, whether she likes it or not, because it's better for her. I'm just thinking now that I'm it's just the, thinking like of this. Dracula? No, it's it's the Count from Sesame Street. <laughs> that's hysterical he, yeah i kind of can see that he's just counting he's just counting he's just, everything he's like one dumbass sister so oh my goodness so she awakes and julian tells her that they made it to the aisle that holds the game Tella is already on the shore because the rowboat can only hold up to two people. So he took Tella to the shore, came back to get Scarlet. So he does mention to her that if she wants to go back to her house, to her kingdom, whatever you want to call it, after the game, that he will still take her. But it shouldn't be as hard on her because both him and Tella wrecked both their rooms before leaving. So it looked like a kidnapping. So that, you know, his, her father <laughs> can't get too mad about a kidnapping. He could get mad if they ran away, but not a kidnapping. So Scar, <laughs> he even says, so Scarlet, or when, you, or he doesn't even call her Scarlet, which is the best part of this. He calls her by, um, a trait of her of her red hair. He calls her Crimson, which is just I think it's a cute little nickname that she gets pissed off about all the time. Um, so he even says, "Well, Crimson, you can uh go back home after this if you really want to and uh marry the count and live happily ever after, whatever you want." But it just probably won't be with your sister cuz she doesn't want to go back. So they're in the rowboat and <laughs> the rowboat starts to sink. Of course, always. There always has to be something, you know? So it starts to sink and he tells her that her dress is extremely heavy. Think of like a Renaissance type of dress, like just a lot of like corsets and all that kind of stuff. And he says, well, maybe you should take off your dress so you can swim better and you're not going to get it's not going to get too heavy in the water. She laughs him off, thinking him of a perv and keeps everything on and jumps uh, instantly being swallowed by the water and silly pulled down, you know, by the weight of the dress. So Julian saves her, cutting the dress open near the chest so that she can swim and breathe properly enough to get to shore. And the best part about this, and it just cracks me up sometimes, like, this is why uh, young adult books crack me up because they're equally as cringy with some things. Um, but it's like they're trying to allude to other things, but it's like, just make it an adult book and just tell me what you want to say. Like, it, it's stupid. But um, and he saves her and she goes... 
you left me. And he goes, you said you could swim. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, so yeah, I left you. He goes, you said you could swim. So I jumped and I started swimming. And then I look back, you're gone. (laughs) (laughs) So like that would have been such a funny thing to witness in real life. I would have died laughing. Taylor, I feel like you do witness that in real life. I'm the one sinking. No, you witness it between me and your sister because she does things like that. That is true. Yeah. That is very true. Like when she takes food, like I give her food right out of the oven and then (laughs) she burns herself and I'm just like, what did you think? What was going to happen? (laughs) I told you to wait a moment. So Uh, she notices that when she saved and her and Julian are just kind of like floating trying to get to to shore she notices that Tella Tella isn't there on on the shore waiting for them she's just nowhere to be found and Julian convinces Scarlet that maybe Maybe he dropped her off somewhere else on the shore and she's just further down one way or the other. And she's like, okay, cool. That makes sense to me. Bitch, why? How should that make sense to you? Think of it this way. Think of it this way. When she jumped in and got pulled under... He could, they they could have came up anywhere if they were if they were taken by a current or anything like that. So I it, agree with it that. It is feasible, but there is a lot of dumb chick energy going on here. Yeah, like a lot of it. And like this is like this is like dumb white bitch in a horror movie like level. Like oh my god, there's a wall of chainsaws. Let me go like that old Let's commercial. Hide Let's it. hide yeah. behind it. Yeah. Like, why don't we get into the running car? Like, no, we couldn't do that. We have to go to the running chainsaw, you know, to the running chainsaws. Yeah. But the thing is, like, when I read this book, I thought of, like, the beach, the shore as, like, kind of like a bay, like an incove. I would think of it more of, like, like an island. Like, that's, that's really how I would think about it. Yeah, so, I don't know. I guess I agree it could have been, like, a circle of an island. But I definitely thought of it, like, having, like, a little inlet kind of thing where the ship would be mm-hmm. or where the ships came in. Um, I'm not sure, though. But I, I definitely thought of, like, wherever you looked you would have been able to see her. That was like my thing of like, I feel like it's stupid that he tried to make up this like false thing of like, oh, she's just, I just didn't drop her off where we are. Like clearly if your ship is right here, she's going to be in this area. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, she should be in like a general. Yeah. She should be in a general area. Yeah. But she's not. So he convinces her, uh, Scarlet to keep moving to get warm and find Tella once they get into the games. Because he goes, you know, she probably is on her way there. 
she probably couldn't find us, couldn't see us. So she just started heading towards the games. Let's just get there and we'll find her once we're in there. You know, it'll all be okay. So they walk through like this small town with small shops on either side of them. And Scarlett heads into the one that looks open, uh, which was a clock's clock shop. It was a what shop? A clock. Oh, okay. C C L O C K clocks. Okay. Didn't like know a that TikTok clocks. Wasn't sure if that L was there or not. Nope. It it definitely was. Um so she walks into this store. Nobody seems to be in there, and she finds a pair of two pairs of dry clothes with a note from Legend that says it's for herself plus her and her plus one to get dry. They meet the owner of the store that says he has a quick way into Caraval, and um, it's through the grandfather clock. Julian shakes the man off, saying that he wouldn't be sure if it led to a basement somewhere or actually into the heart of the game like he says it does. Scarlet, wanting to believe the man, says that, what's your price? How, you know, is there, is it free? Can I just walk through it? Like, what's actually happening? And Julian leaves the shop after warning her not every price is what it seems. And if you want to do that, fine, but I'll see you in the games. So the owner says it will only cost her her voice for an hour. Kind of like a little mermaid. I, I took it like that way. Um, with Ursula taking, you know, Ariel Ariel's mm. voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first read this, I definitely thought like that's that was the goal of this book. From the author was to be more of like a retelling okay <clears throat> but she does decline the offer and runs out of the shop and down the road running into julian once more and he share she she's like you're right by the gate why didn't you just go in and he said that he was hoping she would decline the offer and meet him there to go through the gate together because he has her ticket still He's holding on to all the tickets. So oh, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> yeah. So a woman on a unicycle comes into view, welcoming them to the game. She asks for their tickets, which Julian tells her that he, you know, he has them and he hands them to the performer. She I, I don't know if it's revealed yet, but her name's Joe. Jovan Joe. Um, she tells them that it's odd that his ticket doesn't have his name on it. And he tells her that Master Legend gave them to his fiance, and he tells Scarlet to go along with it. Scarlet and them, you know, Scarlet and him are his guests, and that you know this performer Joe is ecstatic that Master Legend's guests have arrived, have arrived, and with a quick warning of the game, lets them through to follow the path of either playing or watching. Julian reveals that. <clears throat> That he wouldn't have let them in if he was not the fiance. So he goes, look, if you want, you can get into Carvel and you can tell them that I lied and that I am not your fiance and I forced you to let me in with you. They're going to kick me out of the game and it will be that. 
but I won't stop you if that's your choice. He goes, that's that's up to you. If you want to tell them that I lied and I'm not your fiance, that is on you. But I, you do kind of owe me for saving your life. And so she was like, look, I'm not going to turn you in. I just don't want you telling people I'm your fiance. Don't touch me. Don't kiss me. Like, no, I don't want this lovey-dovey. I'm engaged to be married. I don't want to be ruined. Right. So they get into another area of the game where it's like all these boats into like this lake in the middle and they have to cross the lake to get to the inn where they can stay for the whole amount of time that they're there which should be five days they get told the rules and warnings of the game once again by another performer who then says if everything's okay i will take you you know you have to sign this contract but it's a pinch of their blood on their finger and presses into the paper he said that this is just a way of saying we've told you the warnings twice and if anything happens to you it's not our fault you know because he goes people can get taken away from this they can go too far with the game you know you don't know what's real what's not real um and so this is just a way of if you actually get hurt it's not on us you came here out of your own free will so they get on a boat to be taken across the lake to the inn where their room is to get checked in But when they get to the other side, Julian says that she needs to run to the inn because it's almost sun up. And if they don't enter in time, they cannot play the game, which. And, you know, in the end will be harder to find her sister. So Scarlett makes it to the inn before Julian can enter the door. It shuts and locks behind her. She pleads with the innkeeper to let him in and that they are Master Legend special guests and that she cannot have her fiance outside all alone. The innkeeper feels bad about separating a couple, especially his special guests. So she opens up the door as a favor to Scarlet, and they both go up to the rooms to find that she gave them the same room because they're fiancés, obviously. Not knowing that fiancés shouldn't sleep in the same bed, especially in this time frame it's supposed to be like, you know, early in time where they you know don't do that so she does mention him she can't sleep in the room with him she'll be utterly ruined this is where it gets weird it hasn't been weird already yeah no no it has not because it continues to get weird so (laughs) so Scarlet goes down the hall to ask for another room key um, or for like another room, but here's something in the room down from her. She speaks out asking if it was Tella and she does get a response from Tella saying that she's fine and to not come in under any circumstances or she will not to speak to her ever again. She ends up falling as- asleep outside Tella's door trying to get her to open up and you know, cause she was like, look, I could force the door open and she's going to hate me, but I have to see her to make sure she's okay. You know, wonder if she's being forced to say, I'm fine. Don't come in. You know, like she wants to figure it out. So she wakes, falls asleep outside the door and wakes up to a stranger dressed in black who 
offers his name as Dante and says, hey, look, my sister has two beds in her room. She can, I have two beds in my room. She can stay with me. You can have her room for tonight if that's okay with you. So she says, thank you. This is the best news ever. I appreciate it. I'll figure it out for the rest of the nights. So while she's asleep in this room, she has terrible dream about legend and that he tells her she did not come here to just watch, but to play the game and throws her off a balcony. That becomes more prevalent in this whole theme of this book is balconies and being thrown off or jumping off. Balconies. Balconies, yes. Balconies. Mm-hmm. So this all there was like, I need... I need some balconies. I, I need a dramatic piece of architecture. <clears throat> yeah, He's like, you know what I could really use in this game? Balconies. balconies. It's fantastic. How many... I mean, I feel like... Two, I feel like if two people get thrown off a balcony in the same book, mm-hmm. or even show, unless yeah. it is in re- retaliation from... The first balcony throwing off of? <laughs> yeah. It's too much. Way too much balcony. The, you, the, you can only <laughs> throw a person off a balcony one time. Once. The only way you can use that again <laughs> is if they are getting revenge yeah. for their friend or family member being thrown off of said balcony the first time. Yeah. Well... Keep in mind, it is just a dream. So, she, obviously, she wasn't thrown off any balconies. But... Got thrown off a dream balcony. <laughs> it was a dream balcony. This man loves loves his balconies. His name is Legend. I feel like he's a very strange man. Yeah. He's a... Fa- yeah, I agree. If that is even what he is at that point. True. So... He why? could be an automaton for all we know. <laughs> You just stared at me laying down, <laughs> laying your head down. Anyways, so, <laughs> what are you doing? Stop stirring at me. Anyways, so she gets up in the morning and goes to tell his room to try to figure out where she is, what's up, how did she get in, you know, without them, all this stuff. And she finds the room trashed. And people looking around for quote-unquote clues, taking her sister's things, and some man stole her sister's earrings that were their mother's. Now, her mother left when they were very young. And I think that's interesting because it's kind of like, did did their mother leave because they she was also getting abused and she wanted to get out of that situation? And then left her daughters to get that abuse from their father? Or did she just like leave and then the abuse started? I think that's a an interesting piece that never really was solved. Because they keep talking about how... Or? Or? Mm-hmm. Option. Option D. <laughs> option D. Option, option number five. Uh, the father mm-hmm. killed the mother. Disposed of the body. And then said, oh, she just left. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't think about that. 
I mean, the father is clearly a fucking asshole. Yeah. And he's a governor. Like, he's a politician as well. Yeah. He's asking. To- Motherfucker's got skeletons in his closet. <laughs> and one of those skeletons is his wife's. <laughs> but, but it's so interesting, though, because it is mentioned how much he loved his wife. And that he was so, like... I'm almost wondering if... Distraught he, when she left. If he was obsessed with her, she did not love him, but he was able to get her because of his political power. And she was trying to escape him with someone that she actually loved that was probably of lower nobility. And either she did escape with them, or he found out that she was sneaking around and whatnot and fucking said, kill the wench. Kill the wench. (laughs) No, that is is interesting. I didn't think about that before. Because I was like, oh, they, you know, she left because of the abuse or... The abuse started because she left. That was like the only two things I could think of. And I'm just like, the abuse was so much, he killed her. <laughs> he killed her. <laughs> or she was she was a whore. <laughs> she was unhappy because of the because of these fixed political marriages. <laughs> she was just a whore. Anyways. No, not a whore, just someone that was unhappy. When did the be- when did this become a whorehouse? Oh, some cinnamon toast would be amazing. You're so weird. Don't mind me. Yeah. Anyways. Hold on. From some, d- d- did someone who's just been letting their intrusive thoughts win for the last four hours tell me I'm weird? Correct. Mm-hmm. I've been screaming all day, guys. It's that's probably why my voice is not fun. Just scratching my nose. The middle finger. Anyways, so a man steals her sister's earrings, which in all reality is their mother earring, their mother's earrings. And then she clubs him with a shoe. <laughs> no, I wish she did. But Julian comes into the room and tells her that this is all a part of the game and that Tella was taken for the game. What is this? Harry, what is this? Fucking Harry Potter and the, the, the Goblet of Fire? Maybe. Like, is it next thing you're going to oh, there was mermaid people. They were hiding under a fucking lake. We'll get to that. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, Are no, no, no. no. But they do talk about mermaids. Uh, it's not in the game. It's just, it, it was like this little maybe paragraph of like Scarlet saying how badly she, or her or Tella, I don't know. How badly one of them wanted to be a, a mermaid when they were grew up. And it, it just cracked me up that you said that. All right. So the whole point of the game is normally like another quest, right? But for some reason, Tella was the one that's taken for this quest. And you, everybody who's, who's a player has to find her. And whoever finds her first is awarded a wish from legend so she you know julian is telling her like look i get it i kept some things from you i have been an asshole and then i took the room last night and you had to sleep wherever you found he was like so look i will share everything i know about the games but you know you need to be honest with me too and you know 
we'll figure it out together. So and he was like, oh, also, I'll let you have the room every other night so that you can get a good sleep. So she's holding a photo card and she tells Julian that this is one thing that she knows is not tell us. It's a card um, that has a photo of a castle or what Julian says, a palace that leads them to the palace in a game that shares a resemblance to it across the lake. While looking around for more clues over there, she runs into a a man named Nigel. Yeah, Nigel, who claims, what are you going to (laughs) say? You you came up when I said Nigel. Okay. Who claims that he can reveal their futures. Julian says that if she wants to get a reading done, he will still continue to go look for more clues and he'll wait just outside the tent for her when she's done she goes inside and the the guy tells you're giving me a look it's weirding me out because all i'm all i'm picturing all i can picture right (laughs) now you had something is this dude but it's nigel thornberry (laughs) (laughs) and he's like "Mm, smashing let's read your future you know what i kind of agree (laughs) She's got like the cloak up, but yeah. like the mustache is sticking out of the nose. Yeah. So Nigel tells her that he will give her a, a question for a question, basically. Not a firstborn or her voice, just a question, you know, an answer to his question. He'll answer to her question. So he says, his his only question, this is like a, this man is really out for the tea. Because the only question he asks her is what she thinks of her male companion. And she blurts out that he is not only the, the possibility of one of the most attractive males she's ever met, but he is selfish, rude, and insensitive. <laughs> and he's like, okay, sis, glad I got you in here. Um... What do we think about that guy? Like your companion, you know, tell me the deets. Tell me the info. What's up? Do we like him? Do we not? And all she could say is he's rude and sensitive. He's an asshole. He's selfish. And then he like gives her like this kind of like wafting of a potion. And then she just blurts out. He's the most attractive person I've ever met in my life. And he's like, that's the tea I wanted. Oh, God. <laughs> oh lord oh of course God. it kills I, me i i had a feeling that this was the direction that this was going in because mm-hmm. i know your books i do yeah but this one's not even bad no it's not it's really not well, which is ridiculous that i actually got through this and it's not that anyways so <laughs> he says okay great well now you gave me your honest answer what's your question and she, instead of asking, where's my sister? Or how do I get to my sister? Or where should I look? Where should I look? What's a clue? You know, instead of asking any of these amazing questions that could end the game like quickly, because she's like, I only have five days to get home and marry the count, you know, instead of saying any of that to end the game quicker, she says, Is the guy that I'm supposed to marry a good person? And he goes, well, no person is ever truly good. And in 
each person has a different definition or opinion on what is good or not. But he does tell her to follow the boy with the heart made of black. So she ends up in another shop tent because she doesn't see um, Julian outside where he said he was going to be. So she's like, okay, well, I'll just go get some shopping then, you know. And she finds this one woman who gives uh, shows her this elixir that can disable somebody for two hours and can only be used once. But to pay for it, she has to answer who she fears most, which is her father. So she gives the answer, receives the elixir, and goes on her way. When she goes to look again for Julian, she could have sworn that she saw him go down this stairwell that was hidden in a fountain. She follows it down, running into a woman who tells her she's not supposed to be there and needs to leave before she goes deep into the tunnels and goes mad. She said that there are a lot of people that go down into these tunnels and they just lose their mind. So you you have to leave. You're not meant to be here. You're not a you're you're just a player. Like you're not a performer who's been in these tunnels their whole life. And so I'm sorry, you did that and I can just hear it. <laughs> it just like ugh, got me. My bad. <laughs> he just was playing with like the just the wiring. The yeah. <laughs> so before she leaves these tunnels, she hears a scream from someone in one of these adjoining rooms down there. And the lady just looks at her and goes, you didn't hear shit. Go, go, go away. Like, off you go. Keep go and get. Keep moving. Yeah. There's nothing to see here. <laughs> Don't worry. No person being harmed down here. So she goes. Oh, she goes away. She follows the lead of like goes back up and goes back to the inn without Julian, hoping that maybe he's there waiting for her because every single day at sundown or sun up. Sorry, it's different. They play during the night. They sleep during the day while they're here. It's interesting. So during sun up, everything locks. So you're going to spend your whole day outside if you don't get in there. So she gets to the room because she's like, maybe Julian couldn't find me either. He started heading back too because he saw sun up coming. So once in the room, she sees no trace of him. Keeps thinking that maybe he just kept up his part of the deal of switching nights when they each get the bed or he never left the little island uh, across the lake. So in the middle of the night here, she hears this racket, looks up, Julian's entering the room He's bloodied. He's cold. Um, he just doesn't look good. So she rushes over to help him and he tells her to not go get anybody else involved because they might think that this is a part of the game. And that was like his first little thing where you're like, I don't I've never trust Julian, but like he knows something none of us do, you know? Mm hmm. So she was like, well, what do you mean this isn't a part of the game? Like, you actually got hurt. And he was like, well, I'm in the game. So, like, he's trying to slither his way through his wording of being like, well, I'm in technically in the game. So it is technically a part of the game, but it's not to find your sister. So he pulls out these little red diamonds, which is his, you know, her mother's earrings. And he, he got them back for her 
throughout the night. So she thanks him for retrieving them, but that it wasn't necessary if he was going to get this badly beaten. She tells him about the tunnels and that she could have sworn he went he went down there. And he says that whatever she saw was not him and that she needs to meet him at the tavern past sundown to take him to the tunnels that she speaks of. She goes to the tavern and while she's waiting for for Julian, she meets this watcher called um, named Akio, Akio, who watches her have an exchange between two other players who come up to her and say, hey, what else do you know about Donatella? And she's like, look, I'm not going to tell you anything. I don't know. I'm still figuring it out, too. But I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you all about my sister. And so the couple leave and Akayo tells her to have some fun with these players. Lie a little bit. Tell them false truths. Make them go another way. You're here to play. Play the game correctly. You know, it's not about being truthful. It's about getting ahead of the game no matter wh- which way you have to do it. So she sits with um, Akayo and says, look, I I don't want to be here. I hate it here. I just want my sister. And I want to leave. But Julian's supposed to be here and he, she's just having this little bitch fit. So Dante, who gave her the room the first night, mm-hmm. passes her with his sleeves up. And he, they already got into a little argument earlier because he saw her. Yeah, he saw her with Julian and Julian was putting on the act of calling her his fiance and saying love and sweetheart. So Dante just thought she used him, which technically she did. Um, And, you know, so he's kind of been avoiding her, too. So she looks at him. He's walking out the door and she just happens to look down at his his arm, which has a tattoo of a heart. More importantly, that is filled in with black ink. So she thinks back to the fortune teller who said, follow the boy with the heart of black, made of black. So she follows um, Dante, loses him in this like crowd. And her new like, I guess, acquaintance, maybe friend, uh, Akayo, tells her that she can look in her journal um, for clues because she's like the historian for the game. So she has like all this information about whatever she finds whatever she hears it's very it's very interesting it's it's interesting how these things just kind of like fall into place you know like why are they just randomly coming to her and saying we have all the answers i don't get it but she said that she can look in her journal uh but she wants to watch her buy these two dresses that each dress costs two secrets or two answers to questions and if she cannot answer it will cost two days of her life taken off of it so after not being able to answer the question of what she really wants in life um or what she's afraid of because she kept kept saying you know what she wants in life is her sister back but Honestly, that's not really what she wants in life, though, because she's like in the first chance of talking to a fortune teller, she asks about her future husband. You know what I mean? So like if you really wanted your sister back 
And if that's your only mind, you would have asked earlier with the fortune teller. But you didn't. You you asked something selfish about your future husband. So mm-hmm. clearly, when you say what you really want in life is your sister back, you're you're being truthful, but in your heart, you're not being truthful. Yeah. So I think that's like the distinction is that they're trying to show her is like you can say what you truly believe, but you're lying to yourself. So she's forced to give up two days of her life that is taken instantly. And the lady doesn't tell her it's not just taken off at the end of your life. I'm taking two days now. So you're going to be dead for two days of this game. And then you'll get the dresses. So uh, Akayo tells her that she'll share whatever she needs to share with from this journal in her dreams when she's dead and that she will remember when she wakes up. So Scarlet's trying to get back to her room before she dies for these two days and she runs into Dante who tells her that his sister is missing and she needs help. She needs him. He needs her to help him find his sister. So so she apologizes for the other day and deceiving him um, to get his extra room. But she tells him that maybe it will be better if they both get get rest before finding their sisters. Dante sees right through her and says that maybe you're not just going to go rest. Maybe you're going to die. And she was like, well, what are you talking about? And he's trying to keep her from leaving because he's like, I just need you to answer these questions before you die for two days. Like, I know what you just did. I saw it happen. So Julian comes in, saves the day, hits Dante, forcing him back and letting go to Scarlet. Julian gets Scarlet to their room and says that he knows how to give her a day of her life back. So she's only out one day. She can help him. Whatever. So he has to give her a small amount of his blood and he she has to give him the same in return so that they both are dead for the same day one day only and then they'll wake up so they wake up and both her and julian go her separate their separate ways she finds the tunnels again and hearing her her father's voice not knowing if it's a part of the game or not she hides going deeper into the tunnels and before she can hide she finds um a body laying on the ground and finds that it's Dante with Julian standing over top of him. So <clears throat> it's like that. Uh, it's not what it looks like, you know, stupid shit. Because mm-hmm. that's literally what he says. He goes, I swear, not what it looks. Like. He was here when I got here, you know. He the <coughs> like tosses the knife. It's yeah, like, he was already like this when I got here. He was here the whole time. <laughs> So he explains to her that he could not have killed Dante when he he himself have already been dead for a full day. And he was right beside her dead. So he mentioned that he and Dante have played the game before. And Julian's sister, Rosa, was Dante's fiance who jumped off the balcony a game or so before. 
So he's come with Dante in this other game. That's why he wanted in so badly. So he could have revenge on Legend for basically killing his sister and Dante's fiance. So they were working together the whole time. To an extent. You feel me? Nope. Okay. Nope. You confused? I am in the middle of a bush right now. I am so confused. Can I help you get out? No, it's okay. Continue. Okay. I'll I'll eventually find my way. (coughs) I just like to take the scenic route every once in a while. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. So he explains like that Dante and him had played the game before. So they know how the game works. And this stumps him why somebody would kill Dante. And he goes... Maybe Legend is onto us, and that's why he killed Dante, because technically I was already dead for for a day. He couldn't find me. He couldn't get me in, in my own room. So he does reveal, like, that, hey, I did use you to get into the game, silly, but I like you to an extent. So I stayed, and I saw something in you, and, you know, I kept helping you out. I was going to just leave after getting into the game but you needed my help and so i wanted to help you i saw something in you so i wanted to help you we had the same kind of thinking you know like you had the same kind of uh mission i guess is the right way to say it they both get their sisters back one way or the other whether he avenged his sister or she, you know, got his her sister back. There there was closure on both ends. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So he was like, you know, I'll help you out. So they're about to leave when they hear her father's voice and have to run deeper into the tunnels. Again. Again. And again, they always warn the players and watchers, the deeper you go into these tunners, tunnels. Tunners. Tunners. <laughs> The more mad you can get. And Which the means m- the more voices you could also hear. Exactly. So they, he pulls her into this little side room um, that's off the path of the tunnel. Pressing them together. He realizes that the room is getting colder and smaller. She figures out that maybe it must be connected to their emotions. And they're freaking out about all of this. They're, she's freaking out about her dad. He's freaking about the tight space and like, you know, all that stuff. So she's like, well, maybe if we can just calm down, it will get back to normal. So it comes out that Julian was aware of legend and Scarlett's grandmother's relationship when, when her grandmother was young. She had rejected legend. Legend was just enamored by her Nana when they were young. And she rejected him because Legend is basically a figment of something. Like he never ages because he's magical. So he's like dark magic. So he never ages. Um, He's so he's probably like 80 years old. You know, he's he's ridiculous. And her grandmother had already passed and tells them stories growing up of legend and their secret love affair. So Julian tells her that he what he believes 
is legend has a vendetta against the women in her family because her Nana rejected him so that he knew there if they came and her fiance came with her his plan was to separate them to destroy their relationship some way somehow and he does tell her that there had been a chance he knew that Tella would have been taken for the game when she asks how much of a chance he tells her that all he knew was that one of them would have been taken and he wanted to follow them very interesting so Scarlet does forgive him but makes him promise that there'll be no more lies or deceiving. They make it their way back to the room when, not too much later, a woman knocks at the door with a box, her second dress from the shop she gave up two days of her life for. She opens it up to see a white dress, almost like a wedding dress, with a note that says that she would look lovely in it, signed by someone under the initial of D. She assumes that this must be her sister, Donatella. So both her and Julian walk around as she gets complimented on this new dress from Akayo. Julian gives her a sideward glance and is annoyed that this is the woman that convinced Scarlet to, to giving up two days of her life. Scarlet swears that she sees legend in his top hat, in his infamous top hat, and goes after him, stopping the man. Julian tells the man that his fiance must be confused um, because the man denies being legend and he's like I don't know what you mean I can't help you out I'm just here as well and she's like no but you like this is how delusional this girl is she only thinks of legend as a guy with a top hat do you like know Mr. Peanut do you know how many men or women can wear a top hat and Honestly, back in the day n- a not lot. many can pull it off consistently but people wear them unfortunately they do you ever seen plaid in a top hat oh i have i've seen (laughs) i've seen dudes in flannels and top hats it's it's interesting that does sound interesting so yeah this guy in this top hat is just confused on why this little woman is just berating him and calling him legend when he's not so julian says i'm so sorry my fiance must be confused she you know maybe too much to drink you know i'll get her out of here you know like let's go sweetie so he the man grabs uh, scarlet and says so interesting because i thought she was my fiance and he reveals that he's count nicholas d'arcy the man who sent the wedding dress and signed a d who is her actual fiance so but she never knew his name she never knew what he looked like because it was it was an arranged marriage so they make a run for it and the count is yelling for his guards and her father who all chase them up to the boats and in a quickly oncoming lightning storm they get to the other side without being captured but Julian tells her in her shock that they need to keep moving and that she'd be ridiculous to still want to go home and marry the Count after what she just learned, that he's working with her father to get her back. He just, you know, he says he seems just as evil as your father. So, of course, in her shock, 
the father, her father and the count catch up to them, and the governor punches Scarlet in the stomach to teach Julian a lesson. But when he wouldn't leave, they all decide to cut Julian's face by his eye, teaching Scarlet a lesson to not hang out with filthy trash men. Your face looks interestingly confused. He punched her in the stomach. Because because he found out that Julian might actually give a shit about Scarlet. So he says, you know what? If you're not going to leave and let me take my, my daughter back, I'll just hurt her in front of you. And then I'll hurt you. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I love you trying to work through this. Because it is interesting. It's so... We'll Wouldn't say it. it's interesting. Horrid, Horrid, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So. Debaucherous, I would also say. <laughs> Debaucherous. Devilish. Yeah. So she, basically her father tells her that she'll let Julian go, but because it's so close to their wedding day anyways, he will let the count have a what do you want to call it um a sample of what he's buying so he says look i'll let julian go and and all he'll get is that little scratch on the eye but you have to spend the night with with your future husband because he deserves to get a sample of you after all this shit and see if he he if he does really want you so when she's alone with the count, he tries to apologize for his ac- actions in the tunnels and claims that he was going mad because he wants her so badly. And he's getting very close to her, very aggressive. So she uh, all of a sudden, this was weird. And it kind of feels like a fever dream when I talk about it. But um, Julian shows up through a tunnel that leads to their fireplace. Stay with me. He comes in so that he wouldn't get caught going into her room. There was already a tunnel that led into her room. So he just shows up, right? Because he wants to save her. And she uses the elixir protection on the count to disable him for two hours and when he's like out and strung out with this drug she ties him to the bed and they both leave the count there and they try to figure out what this last clue could mean to figuring out where her sister is which is the only clue it says was a leap of faith so yeah you see where i'm going with this right more fucking balconies balconies So they find this carousel, which she thinks is what that leap of faith means of getting on this spinning carousel. It's surrounded by a bunch of roses with very sharp thorns. And she thinks while they're spinning that there's a secret tunnel that they can jump into that that's what that leap of faith means because you don't know what that's, you know, what's at the bottom of it. So... Before she can jump, Julian gives her a pocket watch that says and tells her, like, hey, if we get separated, hold on to this 
it holds the coordinates for where the ship is so you can just leave you know after the end of this if you get out of this just leave so she gets swept into this water at the bottom of the jump um leading her right to legend who helps her out of the water and tells her uh when julian shows up behind him or behind her sorry uh that dante and dante's sister was a part of the game the whole time and that julian was also a part of the game so legends revealing all of this saying like hey you made it this far you've almost found her um fun little fact (laughs) this guy that you think loves you is a part of the game and playing for me the whole time and that dante was also a part of it so the question still remains was is he really dead or not or did you kill him because of the game wasn't going correctly so julian tells her that you know he's sorry and he he didn't mean for it to go this way and he really did like her and wanted to see where this went and he loved hanging out with her and that you know she really is a smart amazing woman but legend does not like that he's revealed too much about the game and certain half truths but enough for her to figure it out you know for what's happening so legend gets mad that you know he's been revealing these half truths the whole time and that he should kill julian so he stabs julian in the chest and while julian is dying legend walks away and she holds him and that he said that maybe that he deserved this uh, for everything that he did to her and helping, you know, not really helping her succeed in the game. But he did get those earrings back for her, not because it was a part of the game, but because he truly did like her. So she he dies. She leaves him and sees... Uh, uh, part of a tower and this is where I'm like there's a lot of Disney type of intertwined stories into this because they have like Ariel with the losing your voice they have the mermaid kind of thing where like Scarlet wants to be a mermaid for some whatever reason and then they have this um a lot of roses in this book which is like Beauty and the Beast roses and then they have this, which is a tower, like Tangled. And like she looks up. Rapunzel, Sleeping Beauty. Any, and literally any princess. Shrek. Shrek. <clears throat> but that's not Disney. It's Universal. But. It's technically DreamWorks, but. DreamWorks, true. Who's counting? Okay, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so she looks up to this tower and sees Donatella. So she's like, oh my god, this bitch was here the whole fucking time. She's just like, hey bitch. <laughs> hey bitch. Um, so she goes up to this tower and tells Donatella that they need to leave right now. She explains that Legend wants to kill them both and it's not a game. She Tella is, is like, it's fine. Oh my god, Legend's put me up in this like amazing like room. Like I've had the time of my life, you know? And she's like, oh, I have a fiancé now, too. And Scarlett's like, what? You you have a fiancé? 
Like, when did this happen? Like, this is crazy that you can do that in less than five days, you know? And so she's like, she calls her fiance, Daniel, into the room. Only Daniel is not who he says he is. Legend is Daniel comes out to Scarlett and whispers to Scarlett that if she wants to save her sister and wants to get her sister to run away with her and leave the game, he's like, look, you see that balcony? Just just go towards the end of it and just stand on the brim of the balcony. And if you stand there, that I'll take that as like a leap of faith. You don't need to jump. You don't need to do anything. Just stand there. And I will never touch or hurt Tella ever again. So she's like, fuck it. I got this. This is such a bad idea. <clears throat> yeah. So she's like, I got this. So she walks up to the edge. And when she gets there... He Spartan kicks her in the back. No. Sending her straight off the fucking face. No, it gets worse. Here's, oh, God. It gets so much worse. He throws her sister at her and uses Donatella <laughs> to knock her off. It's just like movie. Austin Powers. <laughs> Both die, Powers. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So... <laughs> So she's standing there <laughs> and it's just this is where when you read a read something and you're like this is the distinction between young adult and adult right this was that moment for me right <laughs> legend goes oh my god tell us she's trying to jump and so Tella's like, oh my God, Scarlett, don't jump, don't jump. What are you doing? And she goes, I'm not jumping. And he goes, you know, she went down in those tunnels like a lot. And I think she's going mad. And he's like <laughs> looking around trying to explain to Tella, like Scarlett's going crazy. That's why she wants to jump. Scarlett's like, Tella, what are you doing? That's not Daniel. That's legend. Why are you doing this? And she's like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. My sister wants to die. My fiance, you know, I just love him. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Anyways. So legend. So first off, Scarlett moves back into the room because legend goes. Legend says. <laughs> legend says. That he hears, he hears a knock at the door and he's like, come on in. And both the Count and her father with their guards comes in and Legend says, here you are, both your daughters hand delivered back to you so you can take them and do whatever you want. And now Tella is like, oh my God, this might not be Daniel. <laughs> he might have lied. So, so they have Scarlet like her hands are behind her back like they kind of tied her off and Tella to be Tella she she decides to walk to the edge of the balcony herself and she's freaking out and she's yelling about their lies and um that they don't want to go back with her father and she's she's just having her little own mental breakdown the lies about legend not being her fiance her you know her father's here with with her sister's fiance and they want to take her back and she's like oh, i can't i don't want to be abused which i get it girl so what does she do jumps to her fucking death 
just jumps. She's like, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck it. Gone. I'm jumping. So, so Scarlet's just there. And she tells Legend, because I think even, I forget if it was now or like a little bit later, she like, Legend kills her father and her and the count. So she's like, okay, well, you did that for me. But like my sister and my what I really thought was going to be my boyfriend is they're dead. So like, where's my wish? And he's like, oh, well, the game's not over. Uh, And she's like, yeah, it is. Because I, I found I found the only thing that I needed. And I did. I did that. And uh, it's not my fault she jumped off the fucking balcony. I want my wish to wish her back to life. And he's like, oh. Still one more like half day of Carvel. Like, let's see if you get your wish at the end. But go back to her room and collect her things. And she's like, I don't want to collect her things. Like. I, I want my sister. And he goes, now, you should really go back to her room. There are things there that you really want. So she goes back to the room, annoyed that she did not get her wish for, like promised, for winning the game. But in the room, she finds a box with the Caravel symbol on top, which was not there before. And she opens it up and finds a series of letters between Tella and Legend Playing, planning the whole game. <clears throat> yeah. So this goes back months. And she is writing to Legend saying about how they have really an, a really abusive father. And she doesn't know what the count is like, but she she hasn't heard great things either. So she basically comes up with this plan and she's like, look. If you can help me kill my father and my sister's fiance, make me a part of the game. Like, this will be your best game yet. And he's like, bet. So she is reading all these letters and finds out, you know, like, Legend was just putting on a show as well. He was just as much of a performer as anybody else. So she goes to Joe, who was the girl on the unicycle at the end, you know, beginning of the of the game. And he's she's like, take me to legend. So she goes up to him and she says, you're not legend, are you? And he goes, no, I'm Casper. I'm just a person. Just a friendly ghost. Yep. He's like, I'm just here. Basically, we he said Every year, every game, one of the performers takes on the role of legend and we play him throughout the whole game. And she's like, well, is there an actual legend? And he goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's here and he's he's watching. He doesn't play, though. He's not a part of it unless he really wants to be. But he choreographs the whole game. So she she's like, well, where's my sister? Where's Julian? Like... Are they actually dead? Like, what's happening? And he's like, well, look behind you, you know? So Tella is behind her and reveals that her and Julian are both alive. And they explain everything. 
Julian explains in it. So she explains everything about the game and wanting them to be safe and have their freedom. Right. And it ends like that. There's an epilogue of Julian telling her that he's actually Legend's brother and that he was helping Tella plan out the game and work through it with her. He apologizes to her for the deceiving, but he had to do it for Tella, but actually found out his feelings for Scarlet were real as ever. Like he he does truly care about her, but that never was a plan in the in the game. He he was going to just leave in the beginning of the game like he told her in the in the one part of it. But he did truly like her and want to to be with her. So he continued to put himself in the in the role of this player. So he said that, you know, he reveals that he's always played every single game being Legend's brother and he just didn't want to play it anymore and he was actually going to get out and he heard of this plan and he was like well I have to help these two sisters before I'm done because once he isn't in the game anymore and once he isn't yeah once he doesn't want to play the game anymore he ages like a regular person but because he's playing the game and he's Legend's brother the magic that holds his brothers at the same age, he gets to that power of holding him at the same age too. So he never visibly ages. But he tells her that there, you know, he did tell her throughout the game that there were, it was mostly truths with simple lies throughout. And that is how the book ends. They didn't, even, they had a party at the end and that was it. A party. Just a, at the end of the game was a party, and that was it. They celebrated their, you know, parents, their, their father's death. Talk about M. Night Shyamalan lambs <laughs> right in the fucking book. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. But I do have to say, the 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 book of a whole is is a, it, it's a good book, right? It it, it is play, explained well, but it does have a slow start. And if you, but if you like that buildup of a book, it is a good one for you to read. Um, the mystery of it, I wish was better because you could foresee a lot of stuff. Um, but I was also thinking too, like, she, she is a good writer, Stephanie Garber, but she did try to make this, that fantasy type world. And it's like when you really looked at it, it really wasn't fantasy. Yeah. It was more of a car carnival. Is it's more of a carnival game. Like I get it, there were fantasy level aspects to it, but in reality it was just like a carnival game. And that's not really magical. It's more of just like tricks. So can you really call tricks fantasy? No, I get what you're saying. You know? Yeah. So I, I did like it, but I did only rate it uh, two and a half to three stars strictly because it's not something I normally read. Hmm. I read this out of um, a recommendation from hmm. one of our friends mm -hmm. and I still need to read the second and third book. I did hear that the second and third book got 
much better. The second one is a fan favorite because it does have more of that fantasy element. The characters do have ultimate more growth. Um, but I do think as a Scarlet, she's definitely what I call like a young adult lead. Yeah. She can be that slightly annoying. Um, and I think she, when I say young adult lead, like this isn't to like knock every young adult book, but it's definitely that lead you see whether male or female where it's they're annoying they're they're whining the whole time and they're not really doing anything or have anything that's crazy or different or worthy of the main character title like in this one you just got your sister taken and you just obviously if my sister was taken for a game i know more about her than anybody else like i'm gonna win the game you know if it was me and a bunch of random strangers I know my sister. I'm going to figure it out. But. You'd also like be actively looking for as well and not worried about a future husband. Exactly. That may or may not exist. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that was like the whole point is like she was so worried about like this future husband and what her future would be like. And it's like, I get it. We all worried about that. But you don't have any powers. You don't have anything other than just having a sister. And throughout the whole book, too, like, her sister was kind of an asshole to her. Like, in the beginning of the book, in the end of the book, like, whenever we saw them communicate, they truly were assholes to each other. So, I I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but they weren't. It was an interesting book. It was a good easy quick read would i read it again maybe not but i knew other people maybe wanted to hear about it and like it so i wanted to give that option out here to talk about it but again i think i would give this to um a teenager 13 year old 14 year old I would say 14 to like 17 year old I think would really like this book but if you're looking for that hardcore fantasy I think that's when you would throw in like The Witcher or you know From Blood and Ash or Quarter Thorns and Roses like you get more of that fantasy vibe and that fantasy um aspect to it rather than just a carnival game Mm -hmm. i think it got overused a lot um i think there are a lot of themes that were overused um but it was interesting and hopefully we can i can have a better review for the second book um but this one was it was good for again getting through a uh a reading challenge Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah but yeah so so, all right. Well, I guess that's all we got for you then. Yeah. I guess that's it. But Perfect. Yeah. If you guys have any uh, any reviews for this book or, you know, have any idea of what the second book is like, if you guys read the one, second one, uh, comment below, you know, what you think, thought of it, and uh, if it was worth uh, reading. And um, I think we can, I can actually say, if you want to see the full review of this and the full breakdown with the spoilers of the book uh head to our website we have a new website for our blog 
um, to talk about all of the books that we discuss, and it's called offthebookstudio.wordpress.com. So if you would like to go uh, read what we had to say on there, please go ahead. We have a few other books on there already that we've already discussed on the show. So um, if you would like to see our notes for that, please head there. Yep, and uh, stay tuned over the next few weeks to some uh, some interesting things that are coming. We've got something new coming next Monday. Mm-hmm. So check that out. I'm not going to divulge anything else outside of that. But Yeah, but when it happens, you will see it on our Instagram, our Facebook. Um, and so, on our website. And our, yeah, on our <laughs> website. So yeah, uh, good things are happening. Uh, we actually have a schedule, like I've said before, so you'll see more things, more... Um, in a, in a timely manner. Yes. So I know a lot of people were asking me personally, when are we going to see more episodes? So here you go. And we will definitely be more, uh, keep on pace with how we do this. So yeah. we apologize for the break, but busy year, busy upcoming year. So we'll, we'll get it done. But thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time on Off the Books. See you all. Bye. Where the hell is the stop?